Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Kevin, it's a beautiful day today. It's a gorgeous summer day. It is a, a gorgeous day here in Brigadoon. <laughs> the sun is smiling. The sun on Irish high. When Irish eyes are smiling. Smiling? Yeah, that's a little... I okay. like that. Sorry. Go pack the car. <laughs> go, go, go pack the I still car. think of the ferryman from last season in the, in the Irish pack accent. The car. Car. That baby got some work. <laughs> when act... True. So, so, folks, for the ferryman, if you've not seen the ferryman, it's a three-act play. And when act three starts, you're in a blackout. And then all of a sudden, the lights come up. And there's an infant... Laying on the stage. Yes, I can't even imagine. And you're like, how you get a baby to do that? And you're like, is that a doll? And then it starts kicking its legs, and you're like, they it's just real. left a baby on stage in the dark. Yeah, a baby, and remember, a goose as well for that one little scene. Remember, there was a goose. It's dangerous, folks. Oh my god, it's, it's absolutely dangerous. Oh my god, I know the goose hate the baby. <laughs> I'm bringing the goose up on charges. <laughs> Are the animals part of a charges. union? What's that? Are the animals part of a union? Like, are the animals part of Actors' Equity? <laughs> what about that's the a legitimate baby? question. No, of course, no like, I can't imagine. Like, like the dogs from Legally Blonde? You think yeah, that's like, no, like a, it's like a, but a is dog the baby? union? Is the baby part of a union? Can you imagine getting your equity card at like nine months? <laughs> right now, there's a whole bunch I of. Ask you- Don Scardino. <laughs> Don was young. He's like a whole bunch of like, like Amish showcase graduates right now oh crying, goodness. being like, the baby got I just me. I my card. And I didn't. just want my card. I just thought my 16-bar cut of love will find me again from bandstand was going to get me an agent. <laughs> Krasny office isn't calling. 
Krasny was around when I came to New York in 2002, and I met with him. And oh, he was—it was something straight out of a store. It was something straight out of the books. You know, it was like it was in the the building that's on 15 whatever on on Times Square. Oh, the big Broadway. Yeah, building. yeah. You yeah. go in there. You went to the something floor. You went down the office. Yeah. Smoky. He, you know, the, the the secretary's like, oh, you can go in now, and you go in, and he's this imposing, scary guy that was. T- he, he said, I remember my legs were crossed, and he said to me, "Don't cross your legs. That's insecure." And I was like, no. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did was, you sign with Those him? were the days. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you sign with? I signed. I was with uh, Stuart Talent for about over a decade. Stuart Talent. Yes. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. I, had, I was between Kaz, Krasny, Stuart Talent, <laughs> TGRW. I met with Jim Wilhelm. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Jim Wilhelm. I think he's still he was, he sort of retired a little bit, but yeah. But um, yeah, no. They, and then, uh, yeah, they, my Stuart was just really nice and really friendly, and I just got a good vibe. So I went with them. I always love May because. That's showcase month. And Boy, it's a so crazy many, time, isn't you it? You get to see so many different showcases. And, and all the fresh when, blood come to New York and, yeah. and you know, with see their dreams and Tons everything. of jewel tone dresses and <laughs> guys in tight V-necks trying to show off their muscles. My God, back in my day, it was, back in my day, listen to me, but it was, uh, we all wore black pants and a bright colored shirt that was tucked in. That oh, was like what you nice. did, which is just crazy now because no, you no. would never use much, way more casual, no, and way more just, t-shirts. And it's almost, it's very hipster. I saw a line of equity people and I thought, oh my gosh, is this Williamsburg? What's That's going what I on? thought. I'm yeah. like, where's it the was, artisanal mayo shop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in the wrong area again. I understand. I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? We ask this of all of our guests, the and cheetah. I don't know if... I, <laughs> I don't know if Robbie Roselle asked us this when he interviewed us that you know Where's why we we'll go for our anniversary. No, what what was your gateway? How did you get into musical theater? What did it for you? Like, did you see a show? Were you a certain age? I know you loved the Tony Awards since you were basically in the womb. But um, do you remember having your first conscious thought about what, being turned on to musical theater or becoming passionate about it? Like, what was there a moment that you remember, or was it just sort of gradual? And maybe this is just a horrible question. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's a no. It's a it's an easy question. All I do is picture you in your basement listening to records, but I really want to know how you got there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna put my my little needle that's on the right. record when I played on preppies on, pre- on preppies, which is that's, a whole that's new a thing. Very now. obscure, Pre- very obscure. Pre- for, LP preppies is not album. a cute word for prep. Preppies <laughs> is a ni- '80s music. Yeah, with like a lizard on it or something. Yeah. Uh, with wearing a polo. Yeah. Wow. Um, we killed that one just well, now. No. So anyway, how did I get into my gateway drug? Singing in the rain. Singing oh, in the rain was my gateway drug. The movie. Drug. The movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was like three years old, yeah. my parents. Yeah. Uh, bought it. I, I think it just like it come out on just on VHS. Yeah, because that, that was you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. They, we, they, ju- they just bought a VCR, this newfangled contraption. Oh, yes. And I think if I remember correctly, that was the movie. I think that came with the VHS player, like wherever oh, they movies used to come with. Them. I think if I understand correctly, there was some sort of deal or sale, and that was the movie that came along with it. Huh. And so um, they. Turned it on for me when I was three, and I was turned on and ever that was since. It. And for, yeah, no, no, I was going to say, for, for me, that is, when I hear people say, oh, it doesn't feel natural for me to see a story where somebody bursts into song and dance, for me, it feels totally natural because it's the only thing I, I've known. One of the most iconic ones. And then what was the first live, uh, do you remember your first live experience in the theater? Yeah, it was either, mm, there's some, there's some, in the family history, there's some discrepancy. Oh, okay. It was, I think it was Lacage. Damn. I think it was Lacage. Um, uh, it was 1987, and it was my cousin Amy's birthday, mm-hmm. and my family bought like a bunch of tickets to go see Lacage. Um, and it was Peter Marshall and Keen Curtis. It was like right on the end of the 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 end of the the run. 
And I remember, uh, yeah, that was, that was entrancing. I remember there was one Kajel, um, and I was like maybe three and a half, yeah, four. Yeah, you were young. And I just remembered she had this, it was a Theone Ulrich costume, but it was this thing where it looked like a, like a scarf or a cowl, and it just automatically, without even her touching it, flipped up around her, so it like created like a, a flower around her yep. head. And I remember just being like, how did Magical. they do that? Like, how did they do that? Yep. And that's the big that's the big one for me. Or me and my girl. It was I remember remember mm-hmm. we went to go see me and my girl. Right. It was I think another like family mm-hmm. event, and mm-hmm. that was a big deal. I remember that was Jim Dale. Jim oh, Dale was in it at that uh, point. That's nice. Yeah, I that's yeah. Cool. So the, 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 those Good the ones. live performances. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then I, I wish I, I, I but I can't sing. I can't sing. If I could sing. I probably would have stayed as an actor and done musical theater because I always felt that I would be right in that world. You can sing. No, I really can't. I mean, everybody can you, sing. You play sing, and you sing. I know you've got pitch, and I know you've got tone, yeah. and I know you can oh, like well, color things so, and everything so like that. Sweet. But I hear what you're saying. You, you, I, I understand what you're there's, saying. There's, there's people out there that are, that, are, that are better, and I think okay. had, had I been able to master that, probably you would have stayed gone in an that actor. Direction. I probably wouldn't have gone into directing. Huh. Um, yeah. And then I've just done musical theater for and the rest Brad, of my Brad life. And then Brad Oscar never would have had a career. And then, so Brad. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and every once in a while, I still get the bug. I like it. I get the bug every once in a while. I'm like, maybe I'll get back on stage at some point. I would like that. I would but like I'm, that a lot. Like, but nobody wants to see that. No, um, I what, do. What was your gateway drug? Uh, well, thanks to my mother. And, and my father was very supportive. But my mother, um, there were three shows that we really were, were ever present in our household. My mother is, a pian- is and was a piano player. And so, like, she... She played famously. She played Gypsy in college. She played in the Pit, and so uh, that show was very. It had a very important impact on our lives. We grew up watching the movie with Rosalind Russell. That was. I remember exactly where I was the first time I saw it. I think I was probably eight or nine. Mom, correct me. I don't remember. Um, and then we we also grew up with constantly that that VHS of the Mary Martin. Uh, Peter Pan, oh, wow. the stage version. Yeah. That was something that ran all the time in our household. And then the third show was Bye Bye Birdie, the movie with Leslie Ann Warren and Paul Lynn and like all of them. And was it Leslie Ann Warren? No. Uh, mean, uh, the, oh, uh, Janet Lee. Sorry. Janet Lee. Yes. Right. Leslie Ann Warren was in Cinderella. Sorry. I'm thinking of who was the sexy one and who plays Ann Kim Margaret. McAfee. Ann Margaret. Jeez, Kevin. I can picture the doom, 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 and Yes, that sexy opening. Oh, my goodness. Even as a kid, I was like, who is that? But we watched that constantly, my sister and I, and we loved it. And then my first show was when I was, I was later in life that I really discovered my love for musical theater. I always appreciated it, but my love to do it or to consume all of it. But I think... I was in middle school when I saw the high school production of Bye Bye Birdie and live and I remember my seat, I remember where we were, and it was and it was it was magical. I loved it. Oh. I absolutely loved that that show. And even the movie, I know the movie's weird like the whole sequence with Ed Sullivan where they like tried that whole plot turn where they try to like the defecting the tur- Russian, yes, the Russian like, conductor, what the, and the heck? turtle, the turtle, and like the going fast and the conducting off. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was the sixties. Uh, someone was on something. We just watched it a couple months ago. It, I, it's nostalgic. I love it. I'll take it. It's it's fun for weird me. Weird film. It's, it's a, weird. And a, lot, a lot of things that you probably couldn't get away with today. Like never make Janet Leah brunette, and everyone thinks she's Hispanic. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's or a, Paul Lynn is a father. <laughs> 
of married, you mean to a woman. <laughs> married to a woman <laughs> with kids. Oh, boy. But thank goodness for these shows, these, and, you know, that really were so important to all of us. I mean, how many guests have we interviewed that they said, you know, they saw My Fair Lady, you know, or they saw, I mean, there's, there's these shows that they all follies or Pippin, you know, that we hear over yeah. and over. And my, even the, that Peter Pan, I mean, that was, so it's so, I think it's, it's so important that we, that these get preserved in another way other than just seeing it live, but that you get to see live, well, nowadays, they're everywhere, even like TV shows like My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has is basically a musical TV show. So there's oh, all these gateways into this art form now that I feel oh, like yeah. when we were growing up, there weren't as many, I feel like. No, because... We were, going, we were digging back decades earlier, like, we, you know, Singing in the Rain. Or, yeah. You know. I feel like back for us, we had to seek them out. Yep. And nowadays, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's on... You have Glee, or you had yeah. Glee and Smash, and even things like America's Got Talent, where you have somebody singing Correct. a show to... I mean, obviously, it's, like, filtered through a contemporary, right. you know, filter. But it's it's still a way of getting people in, interested in, right. and, and following it. But no, we had to we had to dig, buddy boy. Yeah, we, we had did. to dig. We had to dig. Thank goodness we did. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy we did. Yes, I'm happy indeed. we did. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this wonderful podcast known it. as Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, you hey, you could have been sitting here with Brad Oscar. <laughs> I love Brad. I do Brad, too. Brad is, what I love about Brad is he's just as geeky as we are about this. Yeah. You know, when we interviewed him, he came in and he kicked off his shoes and was just like, let's oh, talk about this he show. He couldn't wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, every time I do a show at 54 Below and I try to get Brad in it, I always email him, be like, are you available? And he always writes, but he goes, I'm not available. He's like, but let me know when you're doing platinum. <laughs> That, that hit I, show from the mid eighty, early eighties. And yes, I always, indeed. I always want to ask Brad. I'm like, like, is that a joke or like, do you really want to know? Because <laughs> we're doing platinum. I'll take you up on that. Because I'll take you up on it. I love Brad. He's a such a talented class guy. act, talent, mm-hmm. a classy, classy mm-hmm. guy. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kevin. What favorite is, things. Oh, oh, great. Yeah. Great, great, great. What is your favorite thing? Uh, I would like to celebrate a person that I believe is, uh, and I would, I, I will include all of their catalog in this favorite thing. Although I could pick a show and just do that, but I think this is sort of an unsung hero of the musical theater art form. He was very well known, and he was actually in the 1950s uh, the most successful songwriter in the U.S. and the U.K. on the singles chart. Because back then, in the 50s, before the Beatles, the, the pop tunes of the era were obviously show tunes, but or these novelty songs. Um, songs such as 
well, you're going to know as soon as I tell you, but like how much is that doggy in the window or Mambo Italiano or um, yeah, there are a slew of others that you would know. Yes. Bob Merrill. It is definitely Bob Merrill. And Bob Merrill, who actually could not play an instrument. And he composed on a toy xylophone sometimes. He would have these songs I in his heart it. and his head and he would write them out. Um, I, and some of his earlier shows, like for instance, like his first show that where he wrote, he wrote, he, folks, you obviously know this, but some of you might not, but he wrote music, he wrote lyrics, May have written a book here or there. He wrote a TV show. He, he, was, he really had a diverse portfolio in the theater world and in other realms as well. Um, but his first Broadway show where he wrote the, the music and lyrics was New Girl in Town, which um, starred Gwen Verdon and was choreographed by Bob Fosse, which if you watched Fosse Verdon, you saw a whole thing about that. Uh, he also wrote, two years later, wrote Take Me Along, which is a musical version of All Wilderness, which I love that score. I think these scores are so charming. His Probably his most well-known work that he wrote the music and lyrics Carnival in 1961 uh, that had just a slew of great songs. But then he switched to writing the lyrics to Funny Girl. Um, he added some songs to Dolly, uh, Motherhood March and Elegance. Um, he wrote your favorite TV show from 1965, The uh, the Dangerous <laughs> Christmas of Little Red. The, the, I mean, the, 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 little, the little... Oh, that weird special. little red. Yeah, little, yeah. yeah. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. He wrote the music and lyrics and that never came to Broadway, but that had a, an, a, ca- a really fascinating cast album, actually, because... They, uh, Robbie Rozelle can tell us much more about this, and I think he has. But th- that album is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure, and I remember getting it and being... <laughs> as I pushed my glasses up on my nose, being very excited about it because they had tried to fix that show and Edward Albee came in and tried to do it and then someone else. And then, so you, the album has two different versions and you, they have a track list. If you want to listen to the version that Albee did, you can do one, two, seven, three, ten. You know, you listen to that order. If you want to do the original, you can listen to it this order. I think that's kind of fun. Uh, 1967, he wrote Henry Street. Henry Music and Lyrics. Uh, one of my favorite flops that he wrote with Julie Stein is Pretty Bell. Pretty bell, pretty, pretty bell. It's great, great little score. Sugar. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, if you want to have some fun, go listen to The New Girl in Town is charming. Take Me Along is charming. Carnival, yes. go listen to those yeah. shows. But really, I want to just uh, shout out to Bob Merrill because he's, he wrote so much and he, he, he had such an impact on the theater scene. And I don't think that his name is as synonymous as other names of that era are. So I, I wanted to celebrate Bob Merrill. I agree wholeheartedly. I yeah. like Bob Merrill's yeah, work. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, it's of its era. I mean, it's definitely like a very sweet sweet show tune type you know genre you might throw out there but but I I he he really steadily wrote for the whole time and um I uh, I think that he had an impact on our art form and I don't want to forget him no and uh, not only an impact on our art form but his lyrics were able to actually transcend just our tiny little world and enter the popular culture like yes. when you hear like people people who need people People will be able to figure fill in the blank of exactly. are the luckiest people right. in the world. So he right. he transcended. I mm-hmm. remember how much is that doggy in the window? Right. Yep. 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 Good old Bob Merrill. And yeah, he did do stuff for Hello Dolly, yeah. which is like. But it's so it's it's so but it's out there clear you know. to tell which is, it's clear to tell which is his and which is which is Jerry Herman's. Yeah. Um, my friend, what is your favorite thing? I was going to start to sing. Uh, Elegance. Well, I would like you to sing since you think that you're not a singer, so... We got elegance. That's it. Aww. That's all I got. If, I it was was pen- if it was Penny in a Pocket, he'd be singing much more of it, but... I wah, put wah. a penny oh, in my pocket. There it is. 
And in a little time, that penny in my pocket <laughs> had turned into a dime. He has choreography too, you guys. And in a little longer, yep, holding the, he's holding it. Out. Oh, he just threw it I out. I put the quarter in a teapot, and I waited till the teapot had a dollar in its spout. There is choreo that goes along. You know, with you should it. see it. It's I pretty. Put the dollar in my mattress mm-hmm. and had some pleasant dreams. And suddenly, my mattress was boisting at the seams. Boisting. It's yeah. giving me the oh yeah. And good. in a little longer, yeah, so the Yonkers. Yeah. That's really well, good. you know. Uh, he is from Yonkers. Right, it's authentic. And if I was playing it opposite Tova Feldsha, she'd be playing. I was just going to say that her Irish accent. She would be giving you the authentic, and she would not be wearing a red dress. Oh no, no, she's no, in no, mourning. She's she'd in be wearing morning. a black dress. She That's right. That is correct. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to that interview. Go, go on to YouTube and just put in Tova Feldsha <laughs> out of her mind, which is her show. Which is really her show. She talks about it in there. <gasps> no, really, yeah, do this is a real Tova Feldsha out of my mind. Feldsha, yeah, or out of, out of my yeah out of my mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Go there. Do it. Yeah. She's, that could she's, be a favorite thing in itself. She, when she talks to you, like you just feel like lasers going through. Oh, no, your body. I, you're She's like intense. You're excited thing. and a little scared. I wet myself. <laughs> Not only when she spoke to me, but in the memory of no, it's intense. Of this, She's, I would I would be very scared to be on stage with her just because I'd be like, my God, you're intimidating me. Yeah, but I'll hold my own with her. <laughs> Yes, you would, Rob. Yes, you would. Come see us do last five years at the Pepper oh, Pot Playhouse. At the Muni, yes. Yeah, see, we, we can see that's where you could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they look She's so like, young. They're too young. It's over. James, oh, come I, on. I wouldn't want to see her, her interpretation. Still I mean, she'd I be like, well, I'm. Things are going to break, folks. <laughs> Things are going to break, and I'm, I'm nervous, but I love her so much. She was a fun guest. Really Go fun. back and listen to her, um, our interview with her. She, mm-hmm. I thought she was, she was fabulous and had so many interesting things to say about the world of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing this week is something that I've, I've watched so many times, and then I thought, you know, we've never talked about it on here. Um, this is, there was a, pro, a television program in London called The South Bank Show, um, which was an interview program uh, that was very, very popular in London, and they they usually featured different subjects. Right. Um, I, usually, people in the arts was the focus. And in 1980, they did a uh, hour and a half documentary on the South Bank show about Sweeney Todd transferring from Broadway to the West End. Have you seen this before? I've seen bits of it. It's good. It's really good. Um, What I really like about it is I, I feel like they were given unfettered access to the creative team. I know there are so many times when we talk about how does a show get on, we all go back to Moon Over Broadway, mm-hmm. the Moon Over Buffalo documentary with right. Carol Burnett. Um, but the South Bank show version of Sweeney Todd is really fantastic because not only does it show uh, people like Sondheim and Prince, it introduces us to people like Sheila Hancock, who was a very, very famous um, a West End actress, and a wonderful actor that I think at one point will be my favorite thing, just not today, and that's Dennis Quilly, a very, very famous British actor who was like the British star of musical comedy in London. Um, He did film film and television. Uh, Right now, I'm so sorry, it's escaping me. I mean... No, it's fine. I mean, like what a, what a big thing he did on film and TV. So you would be like, oh yeah, I know, I know him. Uh, but he plays Sweeney Todd in this production. Now, ironically... This production was not well received in the West End. Hmm. Um, what we loved in America, they did not like which over in England. Not always which, surprising. Which makes sense. We have different aesthetics sometimes. Of course, but one of the cool things in in this is you have a lot of Sondheim explaining to you what 
oh. the score is, why yes. he wrote something a certain way, yes. why something is supposed to be like this, um, how Prince on the first day explaining how the set's going to work, what his concept of the show is. And one of my favorite things on this documentary, and keep an eye out for it, is the gentleman that they've hired to play Pirelli has just found out on the first day that they're cutting some Pirelli songs that were featured over in, on Broadway. And he's having a mental breakdown saying like, if, if I had known that my part was gonna be so small, I wouldn't have taken it and I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna quit. So and it's not just talking heads, like, no, the, no, no. like, the, like the Into the Woods thing you can no, watch no, no. with Sondheim talking. So it's literally, it's literally documentary yeah. rehearsal footage. Yeah, <sighs> and, and you see how Prince, the, the producers are explaining that. it to Hal Prince and he's like, so let him go. He's like, let him go, we'll find somebody else. He's like, that's easy, we'll just let him go, let him go. We'll find somebody else. And then the guy, of course, is like, I, I think I can make this work. <laughs> I think I'll sing Oof. one song. Wow. Now, my Sweeney fans, you probably know this better than I do. I feel like Pirelli had two songs originally, right? There was one about pulling a tooth, and then there was one about the haircut, mm-hmm. right? Or the shave, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, friends, I feel like in London, they cut the tooth ache. They, mm-hmm. Pirelli used to extract a tooth. Oh on stage it was like a four minute number huh. and so that was cut because Hal Prince like this is nothing to what's, do with the yeah, show yeah what's going on it's yeah. just a guy pulling a tooth for four minutes um, so Mr. Pirelli did not like that no I understand yeah. but anyway but t- take a look at it like I said it's on um, YouTube all you have to type is type in is Sweeney Todd South Bank Show once again Sweeney Todd South Bank Show uh, somebody has posted in its entirety there's also somebody who's posted it in uh, 10 little segments and increments but it's really really fantastic and it's a look into not only Sondheim's process but also into the process of how Prince in a rehearsal hall which we don't really get to see all that much no so that's that's mine good friend. ones really good one yeah thank you love that thanks so take a look at them and then listen to Bob Merrill yeah love it how much is that doggy in the window <laughs> What if he only wrote that? <laughs> what if he yeah. only wrote the Arfarf? I just love, <laughs> I love the idea on his toy little xylophone. Be like, do, 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 do. I mean, anybody can be a composer, I guess, Any, you know? It's anybody. Beautiful. Anybody that's, can be a composer. And I mean, I'm making it, that's dumbing it down completely because he then went on to write countless Broadway shows. And if he did it all on a toy, toy xylophone, I mean, hey, Mel Brooks, he wrote a, sang in the melody and then Glenn Kelly flushed it all out and made a Broadway yeah, show. So, I you know, did. hey, there you go. Anybody can do it. Write a Broadway show, you guys. That's your assignment for next week, yeah. folks. Write a show. Send it to us. Good luck. Actually, just send it to Kevin. Yeah. Kevin loves demos. And do. Kevin loves reading librettos. So just, 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 just throw send it my way. Kevin everything. Mm-hmm. The more stuff you can send, Kevin likes first drafts, second drafts, you singing off key. You know what I want to start doing, actually? What? I want to start uh, every week or every other week. If we talk about a flop or a lesser known show or even a great, a, a good demo of something, I want to record, I want to play the piano and sing a song of it and like put it on like Instagram, on our Instagram as like a little clip of it to say, hey, this is a forgotten song, you know, check it out. You know, will, that will yours be Chow Campari from Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> Sung by Ron Rains, but that would be exact. That would be an example, or or Night of the Hunter. There could be a song from that. Speaking Night of Ron Rains, you know, so that, oh, th- yeah. those kinds of that's what I mean. I'm, I'm thinking just to throw that out there. I want to do a little a little offshoot. So I might we might add that at some point. Can, can we sing uh, "I'm Naive" cut from Sugar, but in Bob Merrill's Little Red? Yes, definitely. Thank you. Okay, then, then I'm happy. See and everybody. Bye bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.